We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome back to the Pride Podcast, episode 262 on the Blue Wire Network. I am your host, Tyler, joined by my two guys, as always, Mr. Malcolm Hart here. How are you boys doing today? Bro, the weather here has been amazing. I am doing great. Bro, Tyler, every time like it feels good out, you know, today was nice. You put the windows down, listen to some country music when you're driving. Felt real good, you know? In the, when have we done music. that in November? When the no. hell have we done that in November? Great question. So, yeah, I, I was saying that earlier. I'm like, dude, this doesn't even feel like November. It feels like a September day or something like that. So, yeah, it, it was it was pretty chill, man. I, I'm enjoying this weather. Malcolm, what's up with you, bro? Woo! What is going on, man? I'm doing good, man. It's here. You know, we we here. Um, I'm not sure if the Lions are here. I mean, <laughs> the season might be, you know, might be on the rocks, but I'm here. I'm chilling. You know, I'm actually, you know what? You know what? I'm actually looking forward to this game, man. Let's go. No, Let's you're go. not. Yes, I am. Question for you, Malcolm. How's the weather in Miami? I'm just curious. Hot. Hot. Like, as in like 90 degrees hot? 80, 89, 90. Oh, yeah, yeah, around there. It's, it's hot. It's hot. I, I got a Maybe question for the two of you guys regarding the Lions and, and, and just the podcast in general. Let's go. How many more game previews do you think we're going to do this year until we cut it out and start doing draft talk? Whatever the people want, we'll do. <laughs> because, that, okay, I'm going to bring a reference. So last year we started around late November, like right after Thanksgiving. Two years ago, I think it was as early as like mid-November. <laughs> and then the year before that, I think it was like December. 
So I was like wondering, I'm like, what are we going to start this year? Are we going to start before Thanksgiving or after Thanksgiving? What, what you guys, before, after? Uh, I'm going, let's go after, man. After Thanksgiving, man. We can't, you guys think? We can't be that bad, man. Uh, we're bad, but come on, man. I'm going to go with whatever the people want. What's so. your prediction? Before or after, we're going to start talking draft. I'm going to say after Thanksgiving. After. Because, you know why? Because JMO could be back. There could be some excitement, you know? Like, maybe. I yeah. don't know. I'm just going to say after. I'm going to say before. And the reason why I say before is because I even cracked open the draft book this week. Dude, I'm, I'm looking at draft prospects already. You know, I'm not like too in-depth into it, but have I looked at some prospect, got familiar with some names? I have. So that's the first time I've done it this year is get familiar with some of these draft prospects. So, you know, I, I, I'm just sensing that we're going to be starting draft shows very quickly with this team. I've done that too secret. Well, not secretly, but I've quietly looked at some defensive guys, and I like the top of the draft. It's heavier defense. And also, I've looked at, you know, number nine from Alabama. Used to be teammates with Jamison Williams. I was worried about him last year, but Malcolm told me, like, bro, this guy is stud. And I've changed my mind on Bryce Young. So It's so poised, man. I love, I love how poised he is, man. Anyways, it's not a Bryce Young show. We'll oh, do we're doing later. a draft show right now, so we are going before. No, no, <laughs> yeah. We are. I said no. no this is not a Bryce Young show. No, it will be a man. Bryce Young. I, I was just talking about talking about my college team, man. That's all I was doing. It was praising yeah, my quarterback. Yeah, but I was giving Malcolm props, bro. He was right. Like, he, no, and I was wrong. So, Malcolm, I will say, once we do start the draft shows, we'll be talking about a lot of Alabama prospects. There's a lot of them in this draft that could yeah. be Lions in in this yeah. you know next upcoming draft. So. We'll be talking about the role title a lot in this show very soon, probably. Let's go, man. You want to talk about Gibson, our running back? Yeah, I mean, you can talk about that. You guys got a whole team right now. All right, that's all right. We'll, we'll get too many names. All right, all right, all right. All right. Sorry. Brian Brand. Go back, you know? go. Back, go. <laughs> Henry Tawoju. All, right. all right, guys. We're here to talk about down. the Green Bay Packers. Yeah, people are probably so depressed. They probably got excited. People are probably so depressed as they're listening. Like, oh, we're getting a draft show right now. Then we're like, oh, no, 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 we're not. We're talking about the Green Bay Packers. Not today. Not today, guys. We're here to talk about the Green Bay Packers. The stupid Chiefs head. Come on, let's run it. We're here to talk about the Green Bay Packers. And I'd like to say this is a matchup of a recycling bin versus a garbage bin. I mean, this is just two very bad football teams right now going at it at Ford Field. And, you know, it's kind of surprising to say because not the lines being bad. That's kind of on brand, kind of expected. But with the Green Bay Packers playing as poor as they are, this is a nice sight. I mean, it's a, it's a nice sight to see for a Lions fan. You know, your season's not going how you want to be, but to see the downhill, the downfall of this Green Bay Packers team and how they're crumbling right now, I've taken some joy out of it for sure. So, you know, it, it'd be nice. Let's steal a game this Sunday versus the Green Bay Packers. Why not, right? I have, like, a confession to make. So I've been to two Packers games both like for the division when they played and they lost both. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking of going to this one just so I could see the Lions beating the Packers at home. I I'm thinking about it. it. I Would saw you be it down last year to go? Saw, I saw, no, to go? Hell no. Hell no. Absolutely not. I'm not going to field <laughs> this Sunday. But um, I saw the Lions beat the Packers technically last year. Uh, I mean, Aaron Rodgers wasn't playing, but. That's he played cool. the first half. I mean, you know. <laughs> You know, I, I I'll say this. Whenever you beat the Packers, it's just good to see. I, I mean, I don't really care who is under center for them. It's just beating the Green Bay Packers is always a nice sight. So I don't care what the records say. I don't care what the teams are. It's always nice to beat the Green Bay Packers. But before we talked about the Green Bay Packers, let's talk about these injury reports for both these teams. Let's, let's start it. off with the Packers and then 
Go ahead, Peter. Then you can get into your Undertaker. All right, we're gonna do what we did last time. We're not gonna list all these names, okay? We're just gonna list the guys who are like the main guys, because not like there's some names on here that like who? All right. So David Bakatari, their star left tackle, knee injury hasn't practiced both days. Uh, Devondre Campbell, their starting linebacker, also dealing with a knee injury, hasn't practiced both days. Elton Jenkins, their guard slash tackle, plays both. Knee and a foot, didn't participate Wednesday, was limited on Thursday. Um, what is Aaron Rodgers, right thumb, limited both days. Preston Smith, their pass rusher, shoulder, neck, limited both days. And then Christian Watson with a concussion. Wednesday didn't participate, but Thursday limited. So I would guess Christian Watson is trending towards playing right now because he was limited. Um, all right, that's the Packers injury report. I, or I'm sorry, I forgot someone. Yeah, Lazard, Alan Lazard, shoulder, limited both days. So, yeah, that, that's the Packers report. Again, I didn't read all the names because I don't think you guys care about who the hell Shamar Jean Charles is, okay? So, let's get into the Lions injury report. Pretty lengthy here. Holy shit. All right. Derek Barnes was limited with a knee full today. Taylor Decker with a back. Wasn't listed on Wednesday. Limited today. Let me see. I've heard him practice today. Deshaun Elliott full both days. Charles Harris groin was limited. Looks like he could be coming back. Mike Hughes with a knee was full parts in both days. Chase Lucas hasn't practiced. If he still hasn't practiced. Matt Nelson hasn't practiced. AJ Parker hip hasn't practiced both days. Frank Ragnar dealing with a foot was limited Wednesday, full on Thursday. My gosh. Sewell was personal reasons hasn't practiced, but we now we know why. He just had a baby boy. So congrats to Sewell on having a baby boy. Oh my God. DeAndre Swift with an ankle shoulder didn't practice Wednesday, limited on Thursday. And then Brock Rice concussion protocol didn't practice Wednesday, limited Thursday. Also looks like if he continues that trend, he'll play on, uh, on Sunday. Damn, that was long. Are you done? Yes, I am done. I need water. Okay, Undertaker, you can leave. You can leave, dude. It's over. <laughs> that, that graveyard that, music, bro. I mean, yes, yeah. that's what it seems like, man. Also, I'm going to do my yearly rant on the Packers PR team. How they still have to fix this fucking injury report, uh, how they list their guys. I hate that it's in alphabetical order rather than just put the, D- the DNPs, the limiteds, and the fulls. I actually despise how the Packers format their injury report. They've been doing this for years. I'm used to it now. It's so stupid, though, and I hate it. I don't care, honestly. <laughs> Go, Pat. I used to hate it. It used to bother me, and I'm like, I don't care, whatever. It's my yearly rant on this, on this organization. You know, it's something – the team I hate, the quarterback I hate, the colors I hate, the PR team I hate. There's nothing I like about this football team. So, if we have an opportunity to beat them, man – That'd be great. Wait, I forgot one player on the Lions. Did I mention Josh Reynolds? I couldn't. You, you were listing so many guys. I, I did not. I don't <laughs> think I did. Uh, Josh Reynolds, wide receiver with a back injury, didn't was limited Wednesday, did not practice today on Thursday. So it looks like we might not get Reynolds. We'll see if he practices on Friday. Well, thank, thanks, Peter, because now because you did that, the Undertaker music came back, and now we got to hear this shit again. Sorry. We had to hear the Undertaker music twice now. Damn it, I got tired reading it. I forgot to. Shit. Hey, Prior Podcast listeners. It's your boy Malcolm here. And if you're a sports better like me, let me tell you about Oz Traders. Oz Traders is a place to compare all odds from all major sports books. You can also compare the different sign codes and promotional codes from different sports books to get the best deal. This app also provides player stats, key game stats, injury reports, projected game day weather so the bettors can make the most informed bets as possible. This app also has 
bet trackers so bettors can keep records of all their games and betting activity. Looking to maximize your bets? Go to oddstrader.com slash bluewire. Again, that's O-D-D-S-T-R-A-D-E-R.com slash bluewire. Oddstraders, the number one site for your game day bets. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. All right, let's talk about this Packers offense. Uh, Devontae Adams' free offense. So this is not the same Packers offense that you guys are used to um, that we've seen in the years previous. You know, Usually Aaron Rodgers finds a way to get clicking, but that's just not been the case this year with this Green Bay Packers offense. Aaron Rodgers has not looked the same since they've traded Devontae Adams, and the Green Bay Packers basically said, fuck you, we're not getting you a receiver. They had a whole offseason to address the position. They refused to get a veteran in the room. They had a whole trade deadline to go bring in a, a receiver. They refused to bring in a wide receiver. And it's haunted this team. And it is what they are right now. I mean, this team is playing very bad football right now. They are three and five right now. They are three and five right now. Um, and they're playing very bad. So, Pierre, let's talk about it. Let's talk about the right, I have a serious question before. What? Their window is right now to and what on earth is their GM doing? Like, I'm not even trying to be funny. Their window is literally right now. It's Aaron Rodgers. You have Aaron Rodgers. What the fuck are you doing, dude? He's waving the white flag. They just did nothing they can save their season right now, bro. They'll have to get, like, an elite receiver to come on that team right now. So, so you know, like. But how? The deadline's over. The deadline's over. As I say, they they have no shot. It's it's a wrap. They they just can't. They can't do it. You know what leaked? Uh, what do you call it? It leaked like after the Bears traded for uh, Chase Claypool. The yeah. Packers offered the same thing, but the Steelers thought they're second. Well, who cares? Why go after one player? Bro, Brandon Cooks was out there. A lot of receivers were out there. for Kadarius Tony was out there. You could have got him. He went to the Chiefs for a third-round pick. Like, Maybe what the DJ hell Moore. are the Packers doing? Yeah. yeah I know, I know they their fan base is in shambles right now. Oh shit! I would be too, bro. They hate their GM. I was reading one of their things like, "Fire this guy! Fire this guy! Fire this guy!" He literally ran Devonte Adams out of town, right? They pissed off Rodgers and stuff. Devonte Adams dipped. You don't get no one to replace. You get two rookies. You get an injured Sammy Watkins. I mean, I don't know what you expect, bro. The only thing I could think of that could maybe save the season, and they have to pull some wins before this guy's even back, 
is if they can get like an Odo Beckham Jr., who's been kind of linked to them, but he's been linked to some other teams. And that's going to be even interesting because he's coming off an ACL injury. And the soonest he could probably come back is like December. So you still have to play a whole month without him. So you have to survive in the month of November with what you got right now. And then maybe you could hope to sign an OBJ once he's healthy. Why would he go to Green Bay if in December? That's the only thing is you have to be afloat by December once he's ready. Like you have to string some games off with your current roster. And then maybe you could sign him in December. That's the you know where I think he'll go, Tyler. I think he'll go to Buffalo. I know Buffalo doesn't necessarily fit like him, but like Josh Allen, Stefan Diggs, he's best friends with Von Miller. I feel like he's gonna go to Buffalo or the Giants because he's from there. And if the Giants need to play well, I was just say if the Giants keep winning games, I can see him going back to the Giants. Well, not from there. He played for them. That's what I meant. They love him down there. New York loves him, bro. They all called the GM an idiot when they traded him. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, I I can see him going there. Yeah, another team that's not playing really good football too, the Rams. If they could maybe stay afloat in the month of November, maybe he goes back and reunites with Stafford. I mean, he played some really good football with him, but that's another team that's just really struggling right now and just not playing good football. Right. Packers, ready? Yeah, I want to read talk about stuff. It. All right, they rank 26 in points per game, 17 in total offense, 15th in rushing offense, 22nd in passing offense. So this team necessarily doesn't scare you, but then you look at the Lions defense, you're like, shit, 32nd points per game, 32nd defense, 30th rushing, 27th pass defense, 32nd third down defense, 30th red zone defense, 30th in takeaways. So I feel like the Packers are looking at this game, hey, this is the game where we get right. It's the game where we 30, get right, get a running also, game going. I was going to say, also 32nd in, in points points allowed. <laughs> I thought I said that. Oh, well, no, you did? Didn't. But, yeah, so... And on the other hand, the Packers are 16th in points allowed, 8th in total defense, 29th in rushing defense, 2nd in passing defense. So the Lions are thinking, hey, this is the game we get our running game going, and the Packers think, hey, this is the game we get our offenses going. So I feel like it's going to be like a low-scoring game, kind of. Hmm? You think a low-scoring game? Yeah. You think a low-scoring game? You just, like you when just, I mean low-scoring, I don't mean scoring. like 28 to 28, like 20 to 17 type of game. Oh, because defense are struggling. You said, "Yeah, I don't." Well, the Packers' defense is not bad, but the their offense not. is struggling. But and the Lions' defense is struggling, and the Lions' offense. Lions' offense has been awful in the second half. Yeah, like for I, the I, two different halves. First half they're unreal. Second half they go to shit. Yeah, they've scored zero points in the last three games. In the second, yeah. So in the second half, yeah. I mean, I I think you're kind of hit on the nail. I think Aaron Rodgers looks at this like a comeback game. He's looking at shop trying to look at this defense. I mean, he struggled really badly. The team is struggling real badly. They've lost four games in a row. I mean, if there is any team that you would want to play right now, it is the Detroit Lions defense right now. If you're any quarterback in the league trying to get right right now, it's the Detroit Lions right now. That's the matchup that you want right now. So I, I do think Aaron Rodgers is looking at shop right now. I think he's ready. I think he's motivated. To win this game, I really do. I mean, I mean the Packers have lost some, some bad games. Like some teams that you wouldn't expect them to lose. Buffalo, that's expected. But the Commanders with Taylor Heineke, the Jets, They're four and four, I believe now, or they got their season yeah. on track. And then the Giants, you know, like teams that are playing well right now. But like you just expect the Packers to beat those teams, especially playing at home versus the Giants and Jets, and they lost both those games. And then losing in Washington to Taylor Heineke, I don't know. I, I think this defense is still going to have a task, even with their lack of playmakers on offense. 
I still Aaron Rodgers, man. He still scares me. And Aaron Jones scares me. That guy always seems to turn up versus the Lions. Every time he plays us, seems like he always has a three touchdown plus game versus mm-hmm. us. So, you know, that, that's another concern I have with AJ this. Dillon. AJ Dillon ain't no slouch either. He's not a slouch. He's either. hard to bring down. He's very hard to bring down. He's a massive, he's a big boy. And we've struggled versus the and we've struggled in the run defense department very badly this year. With I think dead last or one what are we what are we on run defense? 27, oh, 28? Right here. Uh, they are 30th, giving 154. I guess who's 29? The Packers. Yeah, well, the Packers, yeah. That's, that's given. So this is a game where I feel like your run game could get going because it hasn't been getting going. Like, I mean, it's been okay, but it hasn't been like like elite how we saw in the first few games. So if you get that going, you know, you keep Rodgers on the sidelines and then you force those safeties to move up in the box a little and you attack that second-ranked secondary or second-ranked uh, passing defense or whatever you want to call it. But I think it's second-ranked because teams are just throwing the ball on them. Yeah. Like, they're not, I don't think they're throwing it all out on them, if I have to guess. Because the corners, it's Jair Alexander after that, no one. Yeah. And then defensively for the Lions, I mean, it looks like they're going to switch it up this week. It looked like when they talked to Darren Glenn this week that they're going to get Jerry Jacobs involved in the starting offense or starting defense. You know, he hasn't had many snaps since coming back from Pup List. Uh, it's going to be interesting to see who he plays in, plays for. Is it going to be for Amani? Is it going to be for A.J. Parker? If I had to guess right now, I think it would be Amani. He'd probably go on the outside, lined up with Jeff. And then what they do in the nickel, I don't know. Maybe you keep A.J. in there even though he's A.J.'s hurt work. right now. He's hurt. He hasn't practiced both days with a hip. So Mike, Hughes Mike Hughes yeah, he's been full. Mike Hughes, or maybe hear me out, Will Harris. He hasn't been bad these past few weeks. Will Harris, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I want to. I want to be shocked. I mean, I, I mean, I actually like Will Will Harris in the, in the slot. He's probably played the best out of the three. Out yes. of Hughes, yeah, Parker he, and and him. He played good last week. His tackling yeah. has improved a lot this year. You couldn't tackle last year. This year he could tackle. So it's nice yeah. to see. So is that what the corners you're expecting this week? Jerry, Will, and Jeff? Starters? I don't know, dude. I don't know. That's what <laughs> I'm like, like, that's, that's what I hope. That's what I hope. I, I just want to see some type of change, man. I know we had all these, you know, we had firing of coaching and fire of coaches, and now new guys have new roles. And I just want to see what this looks like. What impact AG, I mean, I know he's now gonna have more responsibility with the defensive backs. I want to see how they look, man. Are they gonna be better? I mean, we'll see. I, I read that. I forgot if it was Wednesday or Thursday, but Jacobs had two picks in practice on one day. I think it was yesterday, Wednesday. I think it was, I think it was Thursday, but whatever. It doesn't matter. It was Thursday, whatever. But he had two yeah. picks in practice. So let's see. And the one snap he did play, Tyler, remember he got called on that penalty and didn't play his first Dallas. Snap. Yeah. So, yeah. So he's still a little rusty, but, you know, I think, I think he'll be good. Yeah. I mean, as far as a receiver matchup, it's not – you know, like I said, you're not playing Adams anymore. They don't really have like a, like a true number one receiver. They got Alan Lazard, who he's like whatever, and you know he missed last game. So what, what was he on the injury report again? Was he limited? Was he expected to play? I gotta go look at it. I forgot because he had literally so many injuries. Yeah. Uh, Lazard was shoulder limited both days. Okay, so he'll probably play. I would assume most likely, even though he missed last game. And then they got Sammy Watkins back off IR. He's like whatever, and then Romeo Dobbs is a rookie I kind of like. He's you know getting better and more involved in that offense week in and week out for that Green Bay Packers offense. So I don't know. It's gonna be interesting. I mean, you had some corners not playing really well right now, and they're probably gonna switch it up. And then you got a receiving core who's just not connecting with Aaron Rodgers right now. So it's gonna definitely be an interesting matchup for both sides. 
Who's yeah, gonna win the and, matchup? And like their pass rush, I mean, Rashawn Gary is is has what thirty five pressures or something like that. He, he's he's a handful to deal with. He'll mainly be lined up against Sewell, but they move him around. They also got Preston. Is that Preston Smith? Preston Smith. Yeah, he has he has twenty five pressures. I mean, there's those pass rushes are still really good. You got another good pair of pass rushes. You also have like Kenny Clark now. He's back healthy. He's been dealing with injuries before. Uh, Jerron Reed, they added from the Seahawks. And Dean Lowry's always been a solid player. Their D-line's pretty solid. Just not good against the run, though, for whatever reason. That's just the Packers formula. Yeah. Don't give a shit it's, about run defense. They actually don't. It's, we've we've said this before. They're, they're, they're out there middle linebacker. I think that's a big part of it, too, man. He's a big part of their defense. Devondre Campbell? Yeah. Yeah, he is. Uh, he's been really good for them this year. And he's out. Yeah, they have uh, Quay Walker. Though. Is he a rookie? Yeah. The rookie out of Georgia, he's been really bad. He got kicked out last game. He got ejected. He got, he got ejected? For yeah. what? He like had a very late push, and then I don't know what he did. It was it was unnecessary. He got kicked out. He was a hothead. Um, so now Malcolm... So they got Stokes on the outside. I mean, he's struggled this year. They have Russell Douglas playing in the nickel. He's been all right. And then Jair Alexander is one of the best corners in football. He's their he's their like star. But their safeties this year have fallen. Adrian Amos and Darnell Savage have been a really good duo. They've been bad this year. So again, like this Packers team just hasn't offense, defense. They just haven't necessarily gotten better. Yeah, I mean, as far as an offensive game plan, you probably want to get your run game going. Um, and with Jamal sure. Williams, and we'll see what Swift with the what the plan is with him. I mean, we saw Wednesday he was not participating in practice, and Thursday he came back. And Dan Campbell said on the radio, I believe on Tuesday, that Swift is just not hundred percent right now. He's just not fully there, and they probably would have even limited his workload even more if they could versus Miami. And you saw that he didn't really have a big workload versus Miami. So it's going to be interesting to see what the workload is going to be this Sunday versus Green Bay, and now, not that they're going to give up on games, but now that they're, they're so out of it, are they going to start really limiting Swift and maybe not seeing as much of him, um, maybe take it a little more week-to-week and make sure he gets a little more healthier just because of where they are standing-wise, standing at 1-6 and six right now, not really playing for much outside of pride. Uh, maybe they take it a little more slower with Swift, so I expect a big workload of Jamal Williams out of that backfield this week. You know what Swift bro I don't get is like, okay, he wasn't like, why don't they just rest him until he's good to go? Like, I feel like they're rushing him back. He's getting hurt. Let the guy rest. Even if, even if we were winning, bro, like, I feel like they're, they're mismanaging his injury. Honestly, he, remember how he came back that one game and if uh, we said, let him take a whole bye, but he came back a game and then he got hurt and then they sat him out again, bro, just rest him. Yeah. How hard is it? You're not winning football games anyways. Is he, it makes a difference. Hell yeah, he does. But when he's not healthy, what's the point? Like last year, he had four carries for five yards or something. I forgot what it was. Something like that. The guy could barely play. You could tell his game, his speed is not there. His his quickness isn't as like he's not as he's hurt. I, I think the rest, argument. Man. I think the argument is is that like there's probably nothing this season that they could do to get Swift 100 percent ready or like at least like 90 percent ready. Like it's either he plays through what he's playing right now or. Just no Swift for the rest of the year. Like I, I don't know. I just feel like there's probably not enough time where he could rest and get back to where he was doing 
you know, and, and but get Tyler, to that full shape. This is what I mean. Last week, he was a full participant, like, all week, right? Yeah. He goes into the game. He doesn't even look like he was a full participant. He's hurt. Yeah. Why is he participating full in practice if this guy can't even play? What like honestly, they're mismanaging his injury. What are they doing there with all, all these injuries, bro? Something is up there, bro. I, I don't know what it is with like the medical staff, whatever the hell they're doing. But today, Taylor Decker hurt his groin in practice. Last week, uh Deshaun Elliott hurt his finger in practice. Big V hurt his back in practice. What the hell are they doing there? What's going on? That's a good Something. question. I'm being serious. Like so, something is up there. I don't know what the hell they're doing. If they're practicing too hard, or if they're not practicing as hard, or they're working them out too hard. I, I'm not a doctor. I'm not a strength conditioning coach. I'm not none of that. But something is going on there, bro. Well, Dan Campbell is more of an old school coach, or not old school coach, but like has more of an old school mind where practice is very important. He's not going to have one of those country clubs or like those light practices or have a walk through all week. Right. That's just his style of coaching. You know, he had one of the tougher training camps. I remember. I was talking to Philly fans because we played them week one and they asked me this question. They're like, you know, how, like, what's your thoughts on like Dan Campbell having tougher practice? I'm like, what do you mean by that? Like he's just running a, a training camp. He's running hard practices. Well, he goes, well, no, in Philly, we're running basically a country club. We're just having a walk this essentially every day. And you know, that, that was what they were doing. And a lot, I, I looked into it. a lot of teams actually did that this year. A lot of those younger coaches like to have more of those lax, you know, practices and, you know, I, I don't know. I don't know if it's right or wrong. I don't think there's a recipe in saying this is right, this is wrong. But, you know, I, I think you could make the argument that maybe they are pushing these guys a little too hard in practice, and that's why they are causing some injuries in practice and once the, these games starts because, I mean, the injuries have been stacking up since week one with this team. And to be fair, too, they did hire a sports science person. The Rams had that. They didn't have as many injuries. So Brad Holmes brought a sports science person here. But that takes about three years to get going. So I think Nick should have a better idea of what exactly is going on with all these injuries. Bro, we've had three ruptured Achilles, which is not common at all. Three in general for a team is not common. Even one is like very rare. But three, yeah. but something's up, man. I don't know what it is, but something is up with that medical I mean, yeah. Again, I'm not a doctor. I don't know. What I'm not the, either. Yeah, I, I don't know the right way to run a practice or the wrong way to run a practice. Every team is different with the philosophy that they have with running a practice. I mean – it, it, it just is what it is. I, I can't really it, comment on that. It could be maybe they overworked him in training. I mean, I don't know. We'll see. Like, next year we'll get a better idea of what they do because they'll have their their uh, their research and stuff. Because I've seen the other way around, too. It's like, like teams are very lax coming into camp, and they come into the season very slow. They start 0-2, and it's like, oh, this is supposed to be a really good team, and they didn't you know, go hard in practice. They didn't play their starters in preseason, and then you see them come off to a slow start. So I've seen both ways to it. So I don't want to say this way is the right way, 100%. this is the wrong way. You know, it just is what it is. I, I think at the end of the day, they're just not playing good football. I don't think it is the way that they're practicing or the way they came into training camp. I just think it's just, they're not playing good football. No, just in the injuries in general. Like, I want that – I want answers for that. I mean, we probably won't get an answer because they're probably trying to figure it out too. Like, what what are we doing here? What's going on? It's hard, man. Yeah. Hopefully, they figure it out next year with that sports science that that uh, they brung in. Yeah. All right. Well, talk about this offense again for the Green Bay Packers and just going to the. What would you consider the biggest strength on offense? Obviously, it's not the receiving core without no more Devon Stamps. What would you consider the biggest strength on the Packers' offense? Aaron Rodgers and Aaron Jones, the two Aarons. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. Which, I agree. What would you guys consider the biggest weakness? What's this, what's something Aaron Aaron Glenn should look to 
you know, trying to pick and, and get to this Green Bay offense. Shut these receivers down. Press them. Press them. Press the receivers and try to get put pressure on Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. Their O-line also, like, I mean, they haven't been healthy. They've You got Myers and Runyon, their center, right guard. They've they've struggled a little. And I feel like if – I don't know if Bakhtari will play or not, but whoever, I think they slide Jenkins to, to left tackle, and then they bring in – um, I forgot the dude's name. It's, it's a backup Newman. guard, though. Is it Royce Newman? I believe it's Newman. I mean, so you basically you have, like, three guys in the interior who, who have struggled, so I feel like you should be able to get some sort of pressure, right? I, I I like it, man. Actually, you know what? You know what I tell you in the past, like, oh, I don't like our match the matchup. Uh, I like our matchup against the Packers. I think you view going to this game plan, you press the receivers, man these receivers, man up, press these receivers. Aaron Rodgers is a little different than when you don't have that number one receiver. I talk about this in golf's case. When you don't have that number one receiver, when coverage is tight, you kind of hesitate to let go of that ball because you don't have that much trust of that receiver winning that one-on-one matchup. Or if it's not the perfect ball, are they going to bail you out? Are they going to knock it down? Are they going to attempt to go for the ball? Or are they just going to give up and let the, the defender get <clears throat> make a play on the ball? So as a quarterback, when you're in that one-on-one coverage, if it's tight and you don't have that number of receiver you can rely on every single time, it's going to be tough. You can hold on the ball longer. So, yeah, you do that, pressure Rodgers, get to him. I like our chances. I really like our chances. But you, also, you also have to stop the run. That's the, stopping the run is big too, so – um, with all that, you have to do all that and stop the run. So, I like our chances. I mean, I feel like they're not going to be as like awful as they've been the past years, but I don't feel like they're going to like stop everything. I feel like it'll kind of be like you know up and down on defense, not necessarily all down, but I feel like it'll be like up and down, kind of like last year's defense. Of that, you know what I mean? Am, am I setting That's myself up? Like it'll be... Am I setting huh? myself up? I, I was saying, like, would you? Up. Would you would I'm you guys be up. disappointed if like the Lions only have another game where they force only one punt or they force only two punts? No, I'll, be, I'll be pissed. I'll be pissed. Yeah. I'm actually I'm actually thinking that Detroit because this is the matchup. I think Detroit can actually have a good solid defensive game. I really have. I really believe that. But if they screw it up, I mean, I'm gonna be disappointed. I, I wouldn't be shocked either way. Like if they play like shit, I wouldn't be shocked. If they play good, I'd be like, all right, I wouldn't be shocked. Like you don't know what to expect from this team anymore, dude. I, I wouldn't be shocked for like I don't know. If I mean, they if they just, play like dog shit, I want answers. Yeah, I mean, just looking at this Packers offense this year, they're not like a really good offense. We just talked about it, and just the points that they're scoring in these games are not all that impressive. Seven week one versus Minnesota, twenty seven versus Chicago week two, only fourteen versus Tampa. They had twenty four or twenty seven versus New England, twenty two versus New York, ten versus the Jets, twenty one versus Washington, and then seventeen versus Buffalo. So. You know that they're yeah, they're not good. they're not great. They're not very efficient. So like, if the Lions only get one, two stops, three stops, and Packers are scoring drive every drive, every drive, every drive, even with their field goals, I'll be pretty disappointed as well. Because this is not a world beating offense right here. It's not. But Bailey Sappy also wasn't a world beating offense, and he beat you up. Yeah, and that's... I'm just pointing the reality of it right now, bro. It is like. I mean, there's a we'll point where you have to eventually get stops. You can't just let this happen every single week. It's just, I'm with it, you. That's why they fired Aubrey Pleasant. So I'm with you. We'll see what they do. Yeah. You, you got to eventually soap progression. You can't just go all in and have a sucky year and then hope it all gets better in the offseason and then come into 2023 and hope everything's magically fixed. That's just not how it works. You have to show progress week in and week out. And I want to see with this you. week. 
And I was wrong in that bye week. I thought they would improve. They improved a little versus Dallas, and they came right back to life again. So yeah, that's my point. I mean, we'll see what they what have what they show. They show the Dallas defense, or they show the defense versus the Patriots. We'll see. Yeah, I mean the the, the Miami matchup was a tough matchup for the for the Lions. I mean, hundred percent. It, it was tough. I mean, I, I saw I, that. Yeah, so I can't really base it too much on that game. I want to see how they play this game. Yeah, I mean, this game yeah. will give you a better measuring stick of to where they really are defensively. I think Dallas, they played well <laughs> with, of. you know. I mean, come on. What is special about this offense? I just told you well, the numbers. No, doing on that, 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 that's what I'm saying. That's what I say, kind of, because well, it's, a if they look, if, it's a good measure. If, if they look great against this this lineup, I mean, part of it could be just because they're they're trashed. You know, I mean, the Packers. Yeah. Robert oh, Schiffer, as far as the weapons. As far as the weapons. The, the, the weapons are pretty pretty bad. So if we look great against them, I'm not sure if I can say, oh, yeah, we're fixed. Because well, no, you wouldn't say you're fixed, but you could say that's progression. That is progression to a point. Yeah, it is for sure. And, and now it gets, it gets the confidence back too for your, like, your, especially your DBs, your young players. Like, they win. They don't care. Bro, at the end of the day, it's a football game for them. They don't look like them. At, if we win a football game, we play good defense, they get their confidence up. Everyone gets their confidence building. Everyone gets their confidence up. So it's a good thing. If they fix that defense and the offense, we'll get into that in a second. But, I mean, they haven't scored in the second half of the past three games. I mean, th- that's one thing with this football team I've not been able to say the word with is progression. Just have not been able to say that word at all with this football team all throughout the year so far. So show me a good defensive game. Give me some stops versus, this, the, you know, this Packers yeah. offense. There was at one point where they were scoring 18 touchdowns straight in a quarter or whatever. They haven't done that in, like, six quarters, damn it. Yeah, no, the Lions offense. No, is second, weird, second half, the second half, not for yeah. the, second the Lions half, offense is weird, dude. I mean, you see the flashes when they could be really good. You saw it early on in the year. You saw it kind of come back to life versus Miami in that first half where they were just scoring, got the running game going, got even the passing game going, got the bootleg going. But when it's bad, it's bad. But when it's good, it's good. It's just like, what are you going to get out of this Lions offense? It's it's tough to tell. And this Packers defense, like you said. You know, they're not great, but they're not slouches either. They got some good guys on the defensive line. Um, and, you know, they they have an, a true number one corner with Jahir Alexander. So what are you going to get out of this Lions offense with the, with the limited DeAndre Swift if he plays this week? I just run it down their throats, honestly. Um, they're ranked second in the pass because, like I said, I think teams are mainly, like, running it on them. I just run it down their throats and like, just try to control the clock and just destroy them. Just run it. Just go at them, bro. Plus, without Devondre Campbell, without without their middle guy, fuck it. Just go right through the middle. Malcolm, what are you doing? You're Ben Johnson. Oh, I'm I'm I'm, I'm with that point right there. I'm running the ball, man. Running the ball, and I'm um, I'm trying to look at some matches, man. I'm looking at um Amon Ross St. Brown. I want to get Amon Ross St. Brown going, and I want to see what to do with the tight end. I want to see who's going to be the tight end. It's going to emerge. I want to see who's going who's going to be the tight end. It's going to be Brock Wright. Is it going to be James Mitchell? I'm hoping it's James Mitchell because the thing is with James Mitchell is it's the unknown. You don't know his ceiling or, or what, what type of play he's going to be or if he's going to be or go off. You're like, you, I just, you just don't know. So I think the, the whole unknown, the whole unknown is, is a little bit exciting right now. Yeah, we saw a little last week in the beginning of the game. They, like, had a play for him. It was a script. It was a nice little play. I liked it. It kind of snuck him out, and they got, like, what, 12, 13 yards, something like that. I forgot what it was, but it was a nice little play. I think something to add about James Mitchell, too, where people kind of put him under the radar and kind of don't even acknowledge him is that, like, if he didn't have the ACL injury, 
this is probably a day two, early day three pick, honestly. And this is that's probably yeah. we're talking about James Mitchell. And the Lions landed him in the fifth round. You know, they let him recover. You know, he had a very light training camp, very light preseason, and then throughout the first seven games, you know, just hasn't really got involved in the offense because you had TJ Hawkinson in that that point. But now there is no TJ Hawkinson. They traded him, you know, and now it's an opportunity for a guy like James Mitchell. We know Brock Wright. He's been he's been solid, you know, given the role that he's in, and he's probably gonna have a more expanded role, obviously, without TJ Hawkinson. But yeah, I'm interested and intrigued to see what James Mitchell could offer to this offense. Could he be a guy that we could build our foundation on offense with? I mean, that's gonna be interesting because he's got the talent, he's got the traits to be a really good player. Let's see what they could do with him and how they could develop him and how he could emerge without TJ Hawkins in that offense now. Yeah, I'm excited about him, man. I, I like the pick when he was coming out. They said he had improved on his blocking a little, but like the receiving is there. If he stays healthy, he's a big boy in the red zone. You throw it up to him. Uh, he has some athleticism to him. He didn't test, but he was hurt, but they, he's athletic. If you watched his college tape, he's an athletic dude. So it's going to be fun to see him out there, man. Yeah. yeah. And then. I'm- but but I'm with you. Overall game plan versus Green Bay Packers defense. R- r- run the ball, dude. Run the ball. You got your big boy Jamal Williams. I I run it with him. Even Craig Reynolds has looked good in some limited snaps. But Jamal Williams mainly, you know, he's a guy I'm pounding the rock with versus former team. You know, he's obviously gonna have some extra juice in this game. He's always got For the sure. juice. But you know, he's gonna have some extra juice playing his former team in Green Bay. He wants to shut him up. He wants to make him seem like, why'd you not pay me? Why don't you bring me back? And what does he call him? The ex-girlfriend? I think that's the that's his example of the Green Bay Packers. That's what he alludes to him as the ex-girlfriend. I think so, yeah. So, you know, he wants to show that he's got the you know, got a nice little girlfriend here with the line. You know, he wants to show that he's got a nice little offensive line here that they can make me some nice run blocking holes. And he wants to put a game up for them. So yeah, I'd run the rock. And then obviously we've seen when they get that rock going, they could open they could open that pass game up, get the bootleg going. That's when Jared Goff is at his best and playing confidence. So I'm with you guys. Packers not a good run defense. That's that's got to be the game plan coming into the game. Yeah, bro. I mean, you have their 29th ranked rushing off, and I feel like the Packers are the same thing. Yo, let's run it down Detroit's throats. Like it's both ways. Both teams have stopped the run, and let's just see what happens, bro. That's why I think it'd be slow scoring because I feel like it's gonna be like a running type game, not necessarily a lot of passing, and then you know. No, but the Pierre, passing, know. you know what's going to happen. The run game is going to open up for both these teams, and the pass game is going to get <laughs> that, Hey, I wouldn't be shocked if that happened, but, like, I see, like, a 2017-24-20 type of game. I don't know. Like, nothing too – like, not high, high scoring. Like, you know, like, kind of like a sluggish game sort of for both teams. Guys, yeah. do not take Pierce's advice if you're, if you're thinking about betting the under right now. Do not. No, do I'm not saying bet. I'm not, not <laughs> saying bet. I am not saying bet because I am not a betting man. But, and because... I would not touch. Honestly, these two teams are very unpredictable right now. Anything could happen with them. So I would not touch the over, under, or the plus, minus, under the spread. I would not touch none of that of this game. Stay uh, away I'll, from that. I'll say this, though. I mean, the, our run defense did improve a bit. I mean, we were ranked 32nd. In the first five weeks, we're we're right thirty seconds, or now we're thirtieth. So let's see if they can keep building on that and keep going in the right direction. Um, but yeah, at least they're not thirty seconds. Because that was bad. That, was, that first five weeks, they couldn't stop anything as far as on the run. Yeah, no, that was yeah, rough. Philly, Philly was rough. New England was rough. Minnesota was pretty rough. And then who was the game in between that? Um, Seattle well, was very rough. Right? Seattle was rough. That, that, was, that was the game I was thinking of. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that, that was rough. Let's not talk about that game. Yeah. 
Yeah, so okay. I mean they they got they got a little better. They they held Miami at a little bit over 100 yards. They was like 107 total yards rushing on the ground. But like I feel like Miami came in thinking like we're just gonna pass out of this football. Yeah, yeah I, they did. I, th- I think something to acknowledge with both these teams too, they're both bad at forcing takeaways, forcing turnovers. The Lions are 30th in takeaways. They've only forced six turnovers, and the Packers are yeah. 27th with only seven takeaways. So both these teams are not very good at forcing turnovers. So I think that could come down to a big aspect of this game who ends up winning is like who could force more turnovers and, if they could force turnovers. And trying to think of it, like, as far as interceptions, what we do, we do we only have two interceptions off of tip uh, balls? Who is it? Elliot. One for Will, and... one for Will Harris and, and Elliot. Elliot yeah. both? And then Kirby has two forced fumbles. Where are the other two? So we, we have two interceptions off of tip balls. Well, two one, fumbles, one, one, one was a tip ball. One was a, a bobbled pass. The, the receiver was bobbling, and then Elliot jumped, yeah, jumped in front of him. Yeah, those the Patriots. And then what, what else do we and then it was Will Harris. Will Harris there, was the other one. I can't think someone, of no other receiver, like interception. Not interception, but just takeaways. The, takeaways. the Kirby Joseph one, the two Kirby's, that's All four. Right, so Where are the other two? There was, there was a bunch of fumbles. I said, oh, was yeah, it just fumbles, like the ones right. like under like the big boys, like one of the big boys forcing something? I forgot. Yeah, I Could be one of those. Um, Didn't Rodrigo have one? If I'm not mistaken. Rodrigo, he, conf- uh, he picked up one, but I don't know who for it. That might have been Kirby. I think Kirby forced that was it, Kirby, Kirby forced that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. Kirby, Kirby had two of them. And Actually, Rodrigo the past two weeks, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah um, and Miami. I, I can't, I can't think. But the rest of them were all fumbles. I can tell you that now because we only had two interceptions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, we'll see. Okay, you guys got anything else to add on this game, or you guys want to head out? Uh, we say this every week, stop the run and get the run game going, but it seems like they're half-assed doing it. They're not doing it. So I'm saying it again. Do that, please. Please. <laughs> please. I want to win, bro. I'm tired of losing, bro. Let's yeah, get this I mean, dub. Let's hope point. there's no fucking Aaron Rodgers Hail Mary miracle. My gosh. Well, why why, bring why that up. would you bring that up? Oh, yeah, we had to bring that up. Because I had I to. Mean, He's done it to us like multiple times, dude. I had to bring it up. I had to. I'm sorry. He did it one time. I was there. Imagine being there and that happening to you. Just gets the soul drained. You were at the Thursday night game. Not the Thursday night game. It was the one on New Year's Eve. Oh yeah, that one wasn't as significant. It was like a halftime, but it was big. Still, but like it was still. Yeah, that was bad. Was big. No, but that one in 2015 in my Thursday my night friend football. was there. My friend was there. He's like, bro, we we're sitting right in the end zone that it happened, and like everyone was just like, what the fuck just happened? Like the energy dude, I, was sucked out of that building. I remember that, dude. That was like eleven o'clock at night on a Thursday, being a sophomore in high school. Remember, I broke the TV remote that yeah, day. Yeah, I broke my TV remote too, man. Yeah, I had to go to Xfinity to get another one. I was, <laughs> I was, I was so hot. I was livid. There was something was on the line that game the, too. They caught the face. I was. It was that play. That's the what. Devin that's Taylor, what yeah. Up. Yeah, that, I was so mad about that. I was like, that's not a face mask, dude. It was that yeah. Pete Blakeman guy, I think, too. Fuck that guy. Was it Clee Blakeman? I don't know if he was the rough thing. I know he was the rough. Oh, first. no, he was the flowers. The flowers. Yeah, I don't know if it was Trey Flowers. I don't oh, know if he was the rough that game. I, I know the, it's so sad that we know the referees that fucked us. Like, I know the cow, the Cowboys game was Pete Morelli. <laughs> uh, Cleet Bleakman was the, that, you know, uh, hands in the face game on Monday Night Football versus the Packers. Man, that, that is something so with bad, this dude. team. 
this team, every time we play them, it always feels like there's a very, very, very bad call. Always questionable call when we play this team. I'll be honest. Last week, my bad. Go ahead. So you never want to call a game on the referees, and you never want to give the reason why you lost the game because the referees. But there's been two games where the Lions in history have – I could bring up on top of my head where they've lost because of the referees, because of the Packers. Hands in the face game and then that um, Devin Taylor one in 2015. I'll be honest, too. Last week, the refs – I mean, the Lions played bad, but the refs were not on their side. They had some, like – Well, Miami had a lot of penalties, too. Miami Miami had a lot of penalties, but, like – They had a whole lot. Bro, they were – there was a few plays. I swear on my life. They were literally hugging Kutch, and nothing was called. Like it, it was, there was a couple. Play- I don't know, man. It's whatever, though. Like, honestly, you win yourself, and you don't have to worry about the refs, right? If you take care of stuff in yeah. the beginning of the game, end of the game, you don't worry about the refs. That that's how you have to think now, as like a as a Lions fan, and then in general, any team, you you take care of shit. Don't worry about the refs. You score in the red zone, you don't need to worry about the refs. We you stop had the a team total- on defense. Don't worry about the refs. Yeah, we haven't had a total horse call game where, like, we've lost a game because of a no, referee in a while. No. I mean, we when we were, like, in the Jim Cottrell era, we had a lot of those games where we lost because of the referees. Like, the Seattle yeah. game, you lost because of the refs that game. I mean, that's just a botched call by Seattle. The Falcons game. The Falcons game. The Fal- man, uh, well, the Falcons I game was a stupid rule. No, 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 it, exactly. It wasn't I'm, – I'm not – I'm not really questioning if he was down or not. It was that whole 10 second runoff. It's just a stupid because, rule, but like they, they enforced the right rule. Because they called a touchdown and because they called the wrong play and it yeah. was reviewed, it was overturned, and they because they fucked up. Yeah. Because even if they would call it down, they would have called the right play. They called it down. We would have had another playoff. But mm-hmm. because they fucked up, they they fucked us up. <laughs> I still believe he scored. I don't know. I still feel like he scored. I mean, like, I how think do you overturn sure. that. I, I, I don't know. I I'm, I was more mad, I'm not that he was down or not. I was mad because they fucked up. They they called a touchdown, reviewed it, and they reversed it. And because they we have any timeouts, the since they run off, game is just over. Just yeah. they just said, oh, you guys are fucked. <laughs> you guys are fucked. Pretty much is what they said. Yeah, no, dude, that that Jim Cottle era, there was minimum one game a year where you lost because of the referees. It was yeah. bad, dude. And like I, that's like it's like man, are we losing every game? Like it was always a heartbreaker every single year under the Jim Caldwell era. And we had one in the Patricia era. We just mentioned the hands of the face game, uh, the Monday Night Football game for Green Bay. That was really bad. But that Jim Caldwell era, dude, one every year, one every year at least. Yeah, I mean they yeah. didn't call those plays. You want to be calling him the nine and seven Jim Caldwell? It is what it is, bro. Again, like I said, like. If you take care of stuff at the beginning of the games and ending of the games, you don't have to deal with that shit with the refs. Good teams yeah. do that. Good teams don't blame the refs. Good teams you play good. Hands. You know, like if you have like a bad penalty, you're up, you're winning. Who just take care? Just score points is what I'm trying to say. But, right? I, I wouldn't necessarily see that, say that because look at this, look at what the Saints went through. So the Saints had their run of okay, awful that's, that's 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 and. Yeah, and then you know they they're a good team and they went through it as well. So I mean, it just, it I'm talking about like in general though. If you like, if you if you do what you got to do, you don't need to worry about the refs. And I feel like yeah, I think Campbell but, did Campbell say it? Who said that? One of the coaches said it here. It's tough. This, this, this is NFL. I mean, the NFL one play can can fuck you for sure, for sure. Because games like, are games are tight. This is not college where you're blowing people out every single hundred percent i'm with you there you're not that's why that's why the spreads always so low you see a double a two two uh two point a two uh score spread you're jumping on the you know the other team team because exactly so 
it's so close. The, the scores are so close that, yeah, one play could definitely fuck you for sure. Yeah. I'm with you there. But, yeah. yeah, I guess. I mean, th- there are some games where, like, you have no control. It's like the Falcons game. You have literally no control. You can't make another play after the game. You know, yeah, there's there, there, absolutely nothing they could do. Yeah. You have the play call to either drop another one, and if you don't get it, you get another playoff. But since they called it a touchdown, it's like, okay, what are we supposed to do there, you know? Yeah. All right. Um, yeah. Malcolm, before we end this, why the hell should the Lions at Bryce Young? No, no, let's save that. 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 I mean, if they're there, they better draft them if they're in position to. Let's let's, let's save that talk. We'll save that talk. I think the city would riot. I mean, I, from what I'm hearing, man, I think everybody as far as prospect why they're saying is CJ Stroud. I don't see it. I don't know. I'm, oh, I'm seeing like, like a lot of mocks, like having him going number one. Not I don't separate. see it, but no, either. I, I I I would go Bryce Young any day of the week. Yeah, you get to reunite him with uh, JMO. Man, that would be so fun. And potentially maybe Jameer Gibbs in the second round. Shh. We'll get that later. We'll get that later. All right, Tyler, you want to end this? Yeah. Yeah, we can end it. All right, guys. Hope you guys all enjoyed this episode. We'll be live Sunday on Twitter Spaces out before the game. We'll know the full injury report. We'll probably know more of who's going to be starting at what place, especially the cornerback room. I think that's a big question right now. Who's going to be starting at what spot? And yeah, we'll have more answers on Sunday. So come join us on Twitter Spaces an hour before the game. We'll be live for a half hour. And then we'll be live right after the game. I'm not going to even say to hopefully talk about a win. I'm just going to let it play out. Whatever happens, happens. So hopefully we'll talk-, talk about a win, man. That's we're gonna, we're gonna talk. Do. We're, we're, we're gonna, gonna talk, talk about, about the game. We're gonna talk about the game. That's what I'm gonna leave it out. We're gonna talk about that dub. We're gonna talk about that dub, man, and how we shredded the cheese, cheese heads. All right, that's kind of corny. I've never seen that again. Man, just edit that you know out. What's corny when you say the Lions, whatever? Let's ride. They're not <laughs> riding. Whatever. They're riding. They're riding with Russell Wilson. Whatever ride he's on, that's what they're riding. Lions country. Hey, let's ride. Hey, country. Let's end this podcast. <laughs> hey, hey, hey. Denver won last week. Denver won last week. <laughs> Maybe they get it right. Maybe they get it right. All right, guys. I'm out. Ride, Peace. Man. All right, guys, man. Hope you all enjoyed the show. And I'll see you guys uh, pre-game. I'm out. Peace. All right, y'all. It's your boy Malcolm, and I am out. Peace.